happy, happy, happy Hope Day. <laughs> They're going to be wondering what I'm serving now. <laughs> oh, I just got stuck on that note and I couldn't get off. <laughs> oh, oh, I tell you what, we're just, we're just stuck on blessings. We are. This, it's just, this series has just been amazing. It has been great. That's just the, the, the best word I can find for it. Just amazing, amazing, amazing series. 13, we're still here, and episode number 16. Yes. Yes, Life Works Better with Prayer, with Life Works Better with Coach Mel. Guys, why don't you, you go out there and share it? Share it now. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Share it now. <laughs> share it and that's, share it now. That's a commandment. <laughs> share it now because it's going to save so many lives, understanding the importance of the Lord's Prayer, a.k.a. Yes. Disciples' Prayer. How about that? Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I love it. Great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Let me see if I can get something else up. Thank you. Yes. Oh, they Thank liked it much. too. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, we're having a great time, and uh, I think we still have some time before Valentine's Day. Yes, we do. We do. We do. We do. And uh, so, again, if uh, folks out there will send us a message at principiocoffee at gmail. Mm-hmm. Dot com and now that G in that stands for great. Yes, it's Principio Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> groovy, groovy mail. Principio <laughs> Coffee at GroovyMail.com. Okay, so you send us uh, send us uh, a message. Yes, and uh, and especially if you have recommended the podcast to someone, mm-hmm. a friend or an enemy, whoever. Yeah, all your enemies. Send this to yeah, your enemy. Please. Yeah, it'll yeah, it'll it'll do it everybody good. <laughs> Body, especially with life works better with prayer yes that's and right so and, and uh, tell them that you're praying for them and send your enemies uh all this but anyway those who listen to it and and we're on your own uh you're on your own honor system here yes. but you send us a message and tell us that uh that you've recommended the podcast and mm-hmm. someone news listened to it and we're going to send you a special gift package a special gift and you are going to love it, and you're going to be talking about it to all those friends. Well, you know, it's going to be good. Coach Mel, uh, I did send mine in last week. Yes, so I noticed that. What I'm going to do <laughs> is uh, I want to get my package, and then I want to show it off so others can see what they can get, too. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take you, a picture because we, you, you guys still have the Principio uh, Facebook page, right? I think so. Okay. If we don't, yeah, we, we can revive it. We yeah, we need, to, we need to get this done. And uh, and you can put it on your personal page, and I'll share it on mine, and we'll just get all it. kind of things. Yeah, yeah, so go to Principio Coffee, hit like and follow, right? Yes. And so when you tag, then uh, it'll show up on that Facebook page. All right. There you go. That is the intersection of high touch and high tech. I love it. Okay, so we are we're on the way now of still learning more about uh, the disciples' prayer as taught by the Lord Himself, right? Yes, Amen. And we learned that the kingdom is within us. Yes. On last week, and yes. we understood the position of who we are—that we are kings in this kingdom. Yes. And that was very enlightening to me, and it was very empowering to me. I, I feel empowered. Because now I truly understand my position in the kingdom, mm-hmm. in the kingdom. Yes, it's amazing. I, I just I really do like this series. I, I can't say enough about it. Wonderful. Yeah. So we know about um, thy kingdom come. Mm-hmm. We know that we we have a good understanding about that. 
So what's next? Well, we just briefly mentioned it last week. Mm-hmm. The next phrase there is the purpose of, his, of, the, of the coming of the kingdom is the doing of his will. Mm. Because Jesus connected directly the coming of the kingdom and the doing of his will. Yes. And how, uh, how important that is. And uh, so, Clarissa, what, what I would like to really uh, uh, raise our awareness about today is the connection between his kingdom and his will. Mm. And how many times we pray, you know, uh, Lord, uh, if it be your will. And many people, Lord, let this happen. Heal this person. Let this happen. That If it be your will. Well, uh, you know, the best way to find out what God's will is, is to release the kingdom. Mm. And you cannot stay away from his will. When the kingdom is being released. And then we'll stop saying all of that. If it be thy will. We'll know. Yes. <laughs> and so if we will concentrate on releasing the kingdom. Yes. Then we. And, and, and with it bringing light. Mm. Then we won't be stumbling around in the dark. Asking for his will to be done. Wow. We're asking. We're stumbling around in the dark. Lord what is your will. If it's your will. And we have our, our hand on the light switch. Just flip it on. Yeah. Just wow. turn it on. Just, just turn it on. Then. Just release the power. Wow. Release the kingdom from within, and then everybody will be able to see what God's will is, not yes. just me. Amen. Because we're already connected to the power source. Yes. yes. You're a genius. Well, uh, that's because I hang around smarter <laughs> people like you. <laughs> I knew you were <laughs> This so, is amazing. Yes. You know, as a matter of fact, the only way for me to mature is to hang around other people that are more mature than I am. Yeah. And we all have to be in the same kingdom. Yes, we are in the same kingdom. And someone say, well, hey, what do you mean you, you have to hang around people more mature than you are to mature? Yes. And the one that's most mature is Jesus. And when I hang around with him, I can become more mature. Yes. But when it comes to just fellowship with other people... If I am always the leader and the one looked up to in every meeting I'm in, I'm in the wrong meetings. That's right. Because I need wow. to go to some places where I can see something in Jesus and someone else that others don't see in me right now. Mm-hmm. Because I need to see it so I can say it and so I can live it and so I can release it. Wow. Can you say that again? No. Okay. <laughs> Just stop this, go back a little bit, rewind and play yes. it again. <laughs> yes, and whenever you get it, put it in an email and send it to us and Please. you'll get a special <laughs> you'll get a special response. <laughs> oh okay, it is it is uh it, it's so much fun to be in the kingdom. It is. It is. And it's it's uh the the dominion of the, the king of the universe and he is all those things. And again I'm gonna run down this list. This one who's the king, who has a kingdom, and who has a family, and the family has an inheritance, and we are the family yes. of God. John chapter 1, we have been given the authority to become children of the king, mm. and we are of a royal nation. Uh, you know, we, we talk about uh, ethnic groups. What ethnicity are you? Mm. Well, when Peter said in, uh, in the New Testament, when he said we're, we're uh, a royal nation of kings and priests, that, that, that's, an ethnic, that's the Greek word ethnic, ethnos, from which we get our English word ethnic. Mm-hmm. 
And so, uh, what ethnicity are you? I'm I'm of the eth- I'm the uh, the ethnicity of the kingdom of God. That's what kingdom I'm from. And why? How do I know that? Because it's in the scripture. It's can, part of the new covenant. Can we get covenant. that put on the applications and all this other stuff? We should. <laughs> yeah, we're putting great. everything else on these applications, and I won't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put that right on there. Yes, we need to say, and, and on the other, just say, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm part of the ethnic group of the kingdom of God, and mm-hmm. as is found in the uh, epistle of Peter mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Yeah, and, uh, and so let's, uh, let, let's, live, let's live out our ethnicity. Yes. And for that to happen, his kingdom is released. And so the one thing I'd like for us to uh, become aware of for, for this particular episode here, Clarissa, is that when, according to that right there, that uh, message of Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And again, this, as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, but I think it's important to to, uh, be reminded of it, that this is a a little word nerdy here. Uh, We're going back to some of the grammar of the Greek, Mm -hmm. as the New Testament of Gospels were written in. When uh, when it's uh, thy kingdom come, that is an imperative and it is a special kind of imperative, an aorist imperative, which means that it's, it's a command. So it's like, kingdom come, will be done. Mm. And it is a, it's authority. And Jesus, I'm, I'm convinced that Jesus put it in that grammatical structure so that we would realize that when we are part of the kingdom and whenever we realize who it is to whom we pray, that we're going to have some authority. And we can't ever say that in a scriptural way unless we say it with authority. We don't come begging for the kingdom to come. He didn't say, beg and plead with the Father that he would send the kingdom. He said, no, you need to say, kingdom come, mm. will be done. I think I'm going to take a lap around the studio. Right? <laughs> 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 yes. So That's powerful. It, it, it's wow. not some, some mealy-mouthed wish you know, list. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this can happen. No. We, we speak it out into the world, and we say, kingdom come, and, and we, we're speaking to the kingdom that's within us. Yes. And so instead of looking up where the king is, I look down to where the kingdom is mm. within me. And I look down in the morning, and I say, kingdom come. Mm. Then I look out, and I say, will of God be done in this sphere right here. Mm-hmm. God's sphere of influence is right here where his kingdom is. In, in my body and, and, and in my, my energy. And, uh, you know, some people have asked me, you know, where did you, uh, uh, you're, yeah, you're a, a septuagenarian now. Don't you like that word? I like that. That's what I am. It, t- <laughs> it took me 70 years to learn to say it. I'm so glad <laughs> to be able to do it. I've been practicing ever since I learned to talk. <laughs> Just believing I was going to make it to where I could say, I am a septuagenarian. <laughs> Now, don't be praying for me. That's not a disease. (laughs) Okay, so as a septuagenarian, people say, where do you get all this energy? Hey, it's within me. It's the kingdom of God. Yes. And for someone to say, well, you know, why are you always, because I'm always doing things. I'm always thinking because as the kingdom of God is released, then his will is revealed. And so what I'd like for us to understand is that the will of God will be revealed as his kingdom is released. 
And so maybe we could quit praying for the will of God to be done if we would simply release the kingdom that is within us. Mm -hmm. Then we would know what the will of God was. Um, okay, so let's, uh, we had one, one series early on that life works better with Scripture, so let's see if it still helps. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, this is yes. a very familiar verse. And again, Clarissa, one of the uh, more important things that I've done and uh, that's helped my, my Christian growth is to go back and do a, an in-depth study of, uh, of Bible verses that we, that we see quoted, or we hear quoted, and we see them used on a number of occasions. Uh, and uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, uh, those are two of those verses. And again, as I said, that we become all too familiar with a prayer we don't even know and a God that we not, don't really know. And so that's what happens with Scripture sometimes. We become familiar Thinking, yeah, we know them, and so it's just we just have a a very uh, relaxed relationship with them. But the, the, these are powerful principles from the Word. Paul said in Romans chapter twelve, he said, uh, "Therefore, since God is uh, well, uh, just let me read that from verse back in uh, chapter eleven, begin in verse thirty-three. Paul says, "Oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God." How unsearchable are his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who's been his counselor? Who's ever given to God that God should have to repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Therefore, <laughs> let's don't even take a breath there between chapter 11 and chapter 12. From him... From him, through him, and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Therefore, brothers, in view of this God that we've just talked about and the mercy that he has, offer your bodies a living sacrifice that's holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Oh, that, that, isn't that interesting? Because when the disciples said, teach us to pray, Jesus said, okay, when you pray, pray according to this pattern. And so here Paul says, uh, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Well, what pattern should we conform to? Well, we need to conform to the pattern of his will and the pattern of his prayer and his understanding of prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. The Greek word metamorphosis, which we get directly into English for something that's totally, completely changed. Mm -hmm. When a caterpillar goes in the tomb called a cocoon and then he's there for a while seemingly to be dead and then when he comes forth as a butterfly looking nothing like a caterpillar he doesn't he doesn't eat the same he doesn't get around the same instead of something that is uh, considered to be a, a nuisance it's something of beauty and freedom, and butterflies represent all kind of things that caterpillars never thought about <laughs> representing. So be metamorphosized, Paul says. How? By the renewing or the rebirthing or the uh, raising levels of awareness in your mind. Now, what raises levels of awareness in my mind is revelation, revelation knowledge. Then you'll be able to do what? To test and prove what God's will is. Oh, my goodness. We pray for the will of God. Lord, show us what your will is, and, and he's already told us how to find it. 
when my level of awareness gets up to the point that I understand that as his kingdom is released and I and my mind is transformed because of that, then it says I will be able to prove what God's will is, that it's good and pleasing and it's perfect or complete. It's whole. It has purpose. Wow. So if we're praying for God's will and not being obedient to releasing the kingdom, then we are at a spiritual stalemate. So it's like, Lord, uh, what is your will? And he says, well, uh, I've already told you that uh, I am a king and I have a kingdom and I have a family and you're part of it and you have an inheritance and I've told you to re release that kingdom that's within you in order to be able to prove what my will is. I've already told you all that, and now here you are asking me to tell me what my will is. You can find it. Proverbs tells us that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of kings. We are kings and priests. It's the glory of kings to search it out. And now some translations Clarissa, are afraid to translate those two words the same, like glory. Mm -hmm. It's the glory of God uh, to uh, reveal, I mean, to conceal the matter. And it is the, uh, the goal of a king, or it is the purpose of a king. No, it, it's, the same. it's the glory of the king. It's the same word used in the Hebrew there. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter like his will. Is, is his will hidden? Well, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. So it, it's hidden. Mm -hmm. My future is hidden from me. It's, it's his glory that he conceals it. But it's my glory. I live with it. He's the one who said it. I didn't. If you, don't, if you can't get comfortable with, when, when I get comfortable with God's glory, I won't have to worry about it becoming my glory. Mm. Wow. <laughs> he said it's the glory of, of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings. That's us. It's the glory of royalty. It's the purpose of royalty. It's the meaning of the life of royalty to search it out. And we search it out by becoming aware of who we are and what his kingdom can be done as it's released within us. And you know, I, I was waiting for you to say that again because the scripture that you refer to in Romans 12 and 2. Mm -hmm. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that mm -hmm. you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm stuck on the word prove. Because if it's already in you, you can prove it. <laughs> That's beautiful. You want to run with me? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Let's take that lap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you take it, sister. <laughs> this is your lap. I'm going to sit in stands and, and cheer you on. Somebody Come on. Somebody has to run the fort here. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking if, if Come on with if, it. <laughs> if we're to, and you're saying that the kingdom is within, it has to come through us, then we can prove it. Yes. You know, when someone says prove it, I have. Proof. I have substantial evidence. Yes. Running through me to prove the will of God. Yes. 
That's what you're telling us. That's yeah. That's what. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying, and that's what Paul's saying. And and Clarissa, what you just expressed right mm-hmm. there is is an example of revelation mm-hmm. knowledge through the scriptures. That's not something somebody taught you. That's not something somebody pointed out. And I could see it in your face. That was revelation knowledge. You went from one level of awareness to a higher level of awareness about what this meant and about what Jesus meant whenever he said that that when the kingdom was released, that the will of God would be revealed. And so we are commanding. We're saying, and again, as we mentioned before, it's like a uh, an aorist imperative so it's kind of like a welcoming command. Again, like someone comes to your door, your family or friends or whatever, you open the door, you say, oh, come in. Well, that's a command, but it's not a command like we usually think of right, commands. Right. That's what an aorist imperative is in the Greek. It, it's authoritative, but it's more of a welcoming, mm-hmm. uh, assumed kind of. So you have the power and the authority in that house. So you are commanding that person because the relationship you have with them, you're commanding them to come in, but they don't understand it as a command. They see it as an invitation. And when we use that kind of authority, when we pray, kingdom come, then the kingdom of God and all the forces of heaven, they realize that we have authority with what we're in and what's in us. We're inviting what's in us to come out. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, what, I, what I'm getting right now is, is like uh, uh, one of my granddaughters yesterday uh, sent me a, uh, an emoji. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a picture of her dad, uh, my son Jonathan, who plays drums at a church in Memphis. Mm-hmm. I went online and I took a screenshot of him playing drums, and I sent it to my daughter who was there in the service, mm-hmm. and I said, uh, guess who I see playing drums? I know this person. Mm-hmm. And I sent her a text Well, after church because they didn't let her use a phone during church. Mm-hmm. I think she's 10 or 11 years old. So after church, she looked at her phone and she said, OMG, I know of that drummer also. And then she put three or four little emojis there with the, the brain being exploded, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like mind blown. <laughs> and by the way, that, that uh, young uh, lady's name is Ellington Pearl, and she's named after her great-grandmother, or my mother, yes. And uh, so anyway, just, you know, my mind just is kind of blown, yes, whenever, when when I think about that. And and, and, uh, so let's just take an example here now of the kingdom and what happens when the kingdom is released within us. We'll go from Matthew chapter 6 to Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus took the disciples uh, to uh, up to a mountain that was the very center and the very seat of pagan gods and goddesses and their power. And that's where Jesus was whenever he says, who do, who do people, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some people say you're, you're Elijah, other prophets, some say that you're John the Baptist or whatever. So Jesus asked a question. I can't get beyond that point right now without saying that was a good coaching question. Who do people say that I am? As a matter of fact, I'd like to ask that question right now to the people that are listening to this. Who who are people saying you are? Who do people say that you are? Do they say that is a praying person? That is a kingdom person. That is a person that releases the kingdom everywhere they go. 
hey, if they're not saying that, you're not living in the center of the will of God. So anyway, back to Matthew 16. <laughs> and, and, and Jesus said, okay, uh, then he said, okay, who do you say that I am? Right. First, who do, who do people say that I am? So Clarissa, I might ask you, who do people say Clarissa is? You know, you can think about that. And then I'd say, uh, who do you say that Clarissa is? Now, that may be a little different. So, yeah. And that's what was different. And Jesus asked a question, and Peter answered. And whenever he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, the promised king, and you are the son of the living God. See, that was within him. And as he spoke that truth, that was revelation knowledge. And Jesus said, exactly little stone you're just a little bitty pebble but on the rock of revelation knowledge i am going to build or uh, uh, encourage uh animate that's what that word build means to encourage and it's it's a uh, uh, edify an, edi- uh, an edifice, something that's built. We edify someone, we build them up. Jesus said, I'm going to build up my ecclesia, my chosen ones. That's the word of translated church. It should have never been translated church. Mm-hmm. We can get that. We can get to that in another session here. Mm-hmm. It should have never been translated church. No other uh, piece of literature uses that Greek word ecclesia and translates it church. It's only done in the New Testament, and that was for political reasons by King James, and we can get to that later on. But he said, my called out ones, I'm going to encourage them and animate them and build them up to the point that the authority of hell will not stand a chance against them. Now, what was it on, that, on this huge mountain and it, it, it wasn't Peter the man, because he just told, he just said, Peter, you're just this little, this little pebble. Yeah. But on this huge mountain of divine revelation, I'm going to build up the people who answer my call to the point that the gates of hell or the kingdom of the devil will not stand a chance. If I am continually overcome by the kingdom of darkness, then I am not releasing the kingdom of light. Mm. That's right. yeah. Yeah. Because light overcomes darkness every time. Every the greatest time. power and force in the universe is a positive one. The greatest power is light. It's not darkness. You don't flip a switch and turn on the dark. You flip a switch and turn on the light. Mm. And when you turn on the light in a dark room, you don't have to open a window for, it to, for the darkness to flee. Darkness and light can't exist in the same place. That's right. And so as we release the kingdom of light, and Paul said in another place in Colossians, he said, you have been translated. I love that. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. To the kingdom. There we is. That's that word again, the kingdom. And Jesus preached the kingdom and mentioned the church. And we preached the church and barely mentioned the kingdom. And the church is not where the power is. The power is in the kingdom. The church, without its understanding of who we are in the kingdom, is, is lifeless. That's right. And I would encourage you to go to any normal, quote-unquote, church service. And if the kingdom is not being released through God's called-out ones, then that is not the place to be. Well, I'll, I'll say this. 
We saw evidence of that within these last three years. The pandemic snatched off the um, fleece. Yes, it did. And mm. it, it exposed a lot. Yes, it did. Yeah, and I'll leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's say this differently whenever we whenever yeah. we're using the Lord's Prayer. Let's just say, kingdom come, will be done right here in this spot, just like it's being done in heaven. And next week we'll talk about what it means for heaven to come to earth through us as his kings and priests and representatives of this kingdom that we're commanding to be revealed. I love it. You know, I think for the entire month of February, every morning I'm going to get up and say, kingdom come, thy will be done. Yes. And that's going to be my commandment <laughs> every morning. And I think something's going to happen behind yes. me. I, I really think it's Amen. going to ignite something. Yes. So that's my pledge to myself. I'm going to do that for the month of February. All right. And then we'll see what happens. Yes. Amen. And just in case somebody out there think that Clarissa's getting a little radical, all I she's am. doing <laughs> is just quoting Jesus. Yes. And that's what he in said. In a radical way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, guys. Listen, we'll see you back here next week with Life Works Better with Coach Mel. <laughs>